You're listening to Is that how it goes? No. You guys didn't back me up on that. I was No. You make me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what are you singing? Oh, shit. I I thought you were going to start it, though, with the Secret Garden song. Oh, I don't know. I was going for that, though. Yeah. No. I don't know what you were singing. I'm sorry. Welcome to the Korean drama podcast. Um, that horrible singing is not me. Um, uh, but the accurate version that you heard was Kim. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. Can we try that again? How yeah. does it go? You make me, me Well, I don't know if, what word they're saying. I don't know if they're saying yeah, it's fly, very ambiguous. cry, like try. Die. No, I mean, I thought it was that, like a I sound. But then in the beginning intro, it's I think it's bad or mad or sad you or something. You make me sad. Oh, yeah. Okay, listeners, we'll figure this out for you mm-hmm. for next week. What are they saying? If you guys know, call into the show. If it is you make me sad, I should be singing that to my current DIY project, which is really making me sad. <laughs> What's, what's what is your DIY, Kathy? I'm just repainting a bookshelf and it's turning out real bad. I'm sure it's you. Oh, so the me bad. That's the bookshelf singing to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to hear your bookshelf sing. I would I, love to too. You should charge money for that. It would be crying if it could speak at all. I'm sure that you're just not giving yourself enough credit. I'm sure it looks great. Oh no, it's okay. What color um, are you painting it? I'm painting it yellow. Ooh, mm-hmm. cheery. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Cool, cool. Um, so yeah, welcome to the Korean Bookshelf Podcast, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where we talk about all the colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, no, there's a, there's something more important to be speaking about right now um, than bookshelves, which is this epic showdown between Darth Father and Roy Bullcut. That oh is happening God. this episode. So much happened this episode. Like I watched a, the first 20 minutes and then I was like, oh my God, it must be like almost done. And I was like, oh. They do drop a lot on you. They do. And it's so crazy that there's still like nine more episodes because it feels like they're going so fast. I don't know. It, it feels like they're at a, a pace in which they can't keep up. Mm, are they going to yeah. outdo themselves? Oh, shit. Mm. I don't know. I do like how this opening scene was so, even for me, it was, I, I, they made it very dramatic and I couldn't help but chuckle because mm-hmm. the, the forced drama felt very top chef. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the, the looks, the tension, it's like, oh, is, does he like the food? Like, yeah. 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 So he's eating, Darth Father and company are eating at Don Bam. And um, just, I got to interject. I don't know if I said this on a previous episode, but I have thought it before that this guy that plays Darth Father, the actor, he he does some major like eating acting. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Like, eating acting is so like, 
it just, it really says something to me. Cause I'm like, I can tell that he's like really judging the food. Like it just is like, this is what I imagine that this guy, the, the like, CEO of a major food conglomerate, he would eat like this. Mm -hmm. I also imagine that this is a Korean thing because it is also a Japanese thing, but he eats so loudly. Mm. All the ASMR eating sounds happening. Yes. Yeah, like mukbang stuff. Yeah. But I've never seen mukbang ASMR food stuff done like this in the way that I felt like this is disgusting. Like the way he eats, I feel sick in me. I feel, yeah. I sounded like a fop. I feel disgusted, you know, just like him slurping and stuff like this. Asshole. That's so funny yeah. because I was like, gosh, he seems really like an expert. I'm sure he's really trying to get the food on like all of the corners of his taste. Oh. <laughs> kind of like how you drink wine or something. Yeah. He was like, like, like swishing it. Yeah. 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 Mm, I don't know. True. It made me very self-reflective because I am also a disgusting eater. And I was like, oh, no, is this what I look like when I chow down? <laughs> I Probably. Mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure that like this 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 actor is he's he's got to be trained in this specifically. Mm. <laughs> this you like want- <laughs> food eating. This must be a class. In I want to take that class. class. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a great class to take. Hell right? Yeah. Yeah. How to eat like an evil person or a good person, depending on the character. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh. Well, Darth Father and Roy Bullcut around this disgusting eating, they're being very coy with each other. Um, but ultimately <laughs> very coy. Very coy. Like not really telling each other what their motivations are, but weird passive aggressive, almost like a sexual yes. tension, I feel like. Yeah. Yes. Always is this and this is true of like Every uh, male rivalry we've seen in this in this show yeah, and in right. Secret Garden is like they just like they're very it's I think it's like the way they talk to each other is like so like low and so like um, whispering sweet nothings to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just so intense that you're like, oh, my God, what's going on here? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm going to get you good later tonight. You yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, only get you means kill. He wants yeah, to kill. Yeah, that's true. Right, right. You're right. You're right. Context is key. Yeah. And I also just want to say that I thought it was really a wild thing to do to come into this establishment where your son that you only sometimes accept as your <laughs> yeah. own works uh and be like, Why are like you don't belong here? I was like, you guys don't want him in the family, so he got a job. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is his point as well, right? He's like, where do you want me to be? Yeah, he's like, I, I you know, and, and I got, you know, we, we see a lot more from Puppy this episode. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, he might uh, have earned a new nickname, but we'll not get it. Whoa. Okay. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. I have something very controversial to say later this episode. I just <laughs> want to warn you, you almost guys. forgot about your warning? Don't I get ahead of yourself. Forgot. Okay, okay, I won't. Okay, no, just, just Don't hold, get ahead of yourself. Hold your horses. I won't. Okay, so th- they're being coy and then eventually like their attention crescendos to like Roy Bullcut telling Darth Father that he's not going to give up until um, he like gets on his knees and like pays for what he's done. Basically. Oh yeah, this was crazy because he was like, he was like, I'll like, he was basically like, I'll kill you if this is what you want to do. I'll, I'll just kill you. And I was like, oh my God, you, I don't think that you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could say that. Yeah, my friend, please do not. Um, oh, yeah. But he does. Um, 
But our Robo Cut is strangely not phased by this meeting and tells Glasses Charlie to meet him immediately. Um, and then we flashback. We do a, a classic Korean drama flashback to classic. Glasses Charlie um, when he's visiting Roy Bolcut in jail. And I wanted to say that Glasses Charlie at least has gotten a, a, a hair glow up. You know, we can't mm-hmm. say the same for Roy, but Glasses Charlie, he figured <laughs> it out. He went to a yes. stylist. He was like, I'm going to be a hedge fund manager. I need different glasses and a better haircut. He yeah. got the complete makeover. Like his glasses, styling, everything got leveled up. His clothes, everything. This might feed into my controversial statement later. Um, You're really teasing this. I love this. this. I love it. <laughs> um, I like how we do our own previews of yeah. our previews. Yeah. <laughs> our previews of our opinions. Yes. Yeah. Well, so this whole um, meeting with uh, Roy Oh, you Bull know what? Cut- I, I want to oh, yeah. interject, though. Um, <clears throat> there was in that flashback scene, you know, when uh, Glasses Charlie is visiting uh, Roy in, the, uh, in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the part where he signs on the, the, the paper, like, <gasps> what's your um, relationship to Roy Bull And Cut? I know what he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> what did he write, Kim? He wrote Chingu. Yes, Chingu. Chingu. Chingu, yes. So, which means friend in Korean. And uh, I am 100% certain that is an homage to a very famous, well known, um, kind of like mafia friend. Uh, uh, well, the movie is called Friend, Chingu, uh, back from 2001. Um, and if you ask any self-respecting Korean male, most likely females too, sometimes, but of our generation, that movie defined a lot of young male minds about mm. what it means to be a friend or mm. the value of, uh, and standard of, you know, what a Korean man should be. <laughs> yeah. So check it out yeah. if you got time. I watched it recently and I was like, oh man, it hasn't aged too well. But you know. (laughs) (laughs) Then I certainly won't watch it if it didn't age well. There's no way. Well, I guess, you know, I remember it being so impactful to me when I was in my like early 20s. And rewatching it now, I'm like, no, it wasn't that deep. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's just my eyes. Maybe my uh, perception has changed. I think that's true of a lot of movies that we thought were very good in our early 20s and have since been like, well, yeah, I'm kind of problematic. Yeah. 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 That's true, man. Especially yeah. like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, man, talk about problematic. Man, I could whoo, just go into some real, real deep, real deep cuts. But- and, l- and you can listen to true. all of our opinions on this on the uh, problematic 2000s movies podcast. podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Find us there. Mm-hmm. Well, also in this flashback, um, uh, Glasses Charlie says he wants revenge on the Jenga fam. For and he has a plan too. He I love this. He had a freaking three year plan. He was like, he because he was like, he was like, uh, you lost your temper. You shouldn't have done that. I had a plan. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, it's, is this a Korean thing that like, like, they're like, you know what? I've been wrong. So instead of just like moving on with my life, we're like addressing this directly. I'm going to, I'm going to come up with a plan that takes several years um, to 
kneecap this person after they've forgotten. Yeah. I mean, I think it's part of the formula for the sweetest revenge you could have. Revenge mm. plus time equals more sweetness. Mm. Something like that. I, I think I butchered up the formula, but you know what I mean. It's like the longer the delay, the more unexpected the revenge is and the more sweeter it becomes. Yeah. I feel like in America, the saying is um, the best revenge is living well. But in yeah. Korea, it's like the best revenge is seven years plus revenge. Is it? Yeah, it's investing right. in your revenge uh, seed money or whatever. Which is like, it, I, I, I do disagree with it because I'm like, it, but you could also just move on and not like completely build your life around this this thing. I mean, I guess maybe... Maybe I just don't understand. I, I mean, just to plug in our other podcast, our 2000s movies <laughs> podcast. Uh, you remember, you've heard of the movie Old Boy, right? That's a revenge yes. story. And that's also a, a, a revenge that takes over like decades. So, um, mm. you know, when it comes to revenge stories, Koreans are onto something. Koreans are number one. It's kind of number, number one. one. Just like kimchi. Kimchi, you store it in the, the little jar and then put it, you bury it underground if you're, you know, from that era. And you kind of just let it ferment, let it kind of percolate, <laughs> let it marinate. And then the best flavor comes out, you know, months later or like. And that's the time. cabbage's revenge on you. <laughs> and I the mean, cabbage's revenge on you is that it, it helps you with your digestion. Mm, yes. Um, probiotics. And then you, lots you know, of probiotics. Then you know, it really, it gotcha. It gotcha. Because mm. it, gotcha. <laughs> it heard you say that it was, you know, bad to eat raw. And it was like, oh, <laughs> Oh, I can I'll become, you. I, I'll become I'll delicious. You. Fuck yeah. you. I, I think the cabbage's plan was to like get revenge on you when you have to go to the bathroom the next day. If you mm. over I see. That's the, the extent of the cabbage's I plan. See. And it yeah. sacrifices itself to execute this plan, which is. I mean, we'll, to our we'll benefit. Yeah. yeah. I wonder <laughs> what my bookshelf's plan for revenge is on me, because I'm sure there is Ooh, one. Mm -hmm. It's going to hold all your books for you. Oh, man. Ooh, it's going to hold all of your books, but one day, like, the paint will get a little bit sticky how it does sometimes, mm. and you'll go to take a book off, <gasps> and it'll rip the cover of the Oh, book. that's oh. so rude. That's that would so be horrible. I hate sweet when that revenge. happens. Oh, yes. Because, you know, like, the paint gets sticky. You know what I'm talking You guys know what I'm talking about. Actually, the other uh, long game the bookshelf might be having is... um. You know, paint me all you want. Yeah, in a few years' time, I'm going to crust and flake and spread asbestos into the... Oh, no. <laughs> That's kind of actually dark. I think... Make sure you're getting the right kind of paints, Kathy. I don't... I, okay, I'll try. <laughs> I already bought it. So. Well, I yeah. guess we'll find out in a few years. That's okay. Yeah. In the So, in the show's revenge... Oh, yes, right. back to the show. Back to your regular oh, yeah. program. Back, yes. oh, we're so off topic today. <laughs> uh, they're meeting with Kang. Glasses Charlie and um, Roy Bullcut in this yeah. flashback after um, after Roy Bullcut's out of um, jail. And this is where my controversial thought comes in. And it is that, okay, it's a little bit of a twist, but hear me out. Mm -hmm. Okay. New suit, new glasses, yeah. Yeah. new hair. Yeah. I think we're looking at the new hottie. Whoa! I mean, Damn. okay, I was not expecting that to be what you Neither were going I. to say at all. Oh, snap. Wow. So hottie is no longer just, well, I mean, is it still defined by physicality or is it more, 
I guess it's style, huh? Style points. Well, to me, when glasses, when I saw glasses, Charlie sitting on that couch in his like very stylish, um, slim cut gray suit, mm-hmm. my eyes fell out of my head like a cartoon, Ooh. and I was Whoa! like, "Oh, I do think this is this is it." <laughs> wow. Okay. This is it for the show. We're wow. not going to get a shower scene. We're not going to get a rock climbing scene. Oh well, my God. I so miss Hottie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no one can replace the original hottie, but I'm saying that is true. And hottie, if you're listening, we will still have you on the show. We We know you're somewhere, or we think that you might be somewhere in Southern California. Open invite, yeah. Just come on. Just close down the mall that you're running for just a week or so. Oh yeah, I forgot Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, yeah. We Uh, miss you. We oh man. I mean, it, Kathy, I'll certainly give this another look. Okay, I believe you. Just the consideration for your consideration is absolutely. all. Absolutely. I mean, I love this campaign. It's very compelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, to to your credit, like he is almost unrecognizable. He has this complete glow up makeover. That I'm like, is that the same guy? Yeah. And he looks. He looks yeah. good. Looks yeah. Great. He does look good. Mm-hmm. Man, he- that wall, that Korean Wall Street money. You know what it can do to somebody. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's got that nice apartment too with the he big windows. Does. And he's oh, smart. Yeah. He went to the top university. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm. Go- I'm going to leave it at that and let you guys decide. You know, okay. as I'd the episodes yeah. go on, I'd um, love to fill this over. Well, while they're meeting with Kang, Kang's not like super convinced that Roy Bullcut can do any serious damage. So she says that she's going to wait to see if. Darth Father eats at his restaurant, and that's how she'll know he's a serious threat. And we know that happens, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. So now because he sunk like a million dollars into this. Yes. Job. Yes. And so now Kang is on board with um with Roy Bullcut to become the next leader of Jenga and take down Darth Father. So later we're back to present day. Kang is meeting with Darth Father. You know, Kang's like trying to play her little chess pieces, saying that she doesn't trust Joker to leave the company. Mm-hmm. And Darth Father says that, well, he trusts her to lead the con- uh, company if that should happen. But then she leaves, and Darth Father has photos of Roy Bulkett meeting with Ooh. Kang. Ooh, red handed. True stalker. Oh, oh man. man. In the middle of that handshake, just like boom. Boom. Mm. He is playing, he is the epitome of playing 12 layer chess. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, That's he's right. actually doing it. But in a lot of ways, also, it's like, well, we've seen him stalking around town already, and they met in a public place. Like, you would think that maybe they would not meet in like this public parking lot, but. I mean, I guess I'm splitting hairs here. Yeah. Or you would have think that you would think that you would notice if somebody's got a camera pointed at you in this empty parking lot. But I don't know. Maybe they're just hiding in the bushes. You know, who knows what uh, Darth Father's got his minions doing, right? Who knows? Which, by the way, I have to comment that. Um, I got some strange Batman and Alfred vibes from uh, Roy Bullcut and uh, and. Uh, Hottie? New hottie? Question mark? New hottie. Well, we call glasses, Charlie. I want glasses, everyone to be on board before we crown hottie. the hottie. I will but... say, I, I, I will. Well, glasses sorry, spring. Steve. Steve, you fr- you finish your thought and then I, I'll interject with my thought. I, I was going to say, just the way, if if we're going to call Roy Volka like Batman, he's like, Alfred, texting him. 
release the funds. <laughs> and Alfred's in the bat cave of his like all these computer screens. Is like release the you know funds. I'm gonna I'm I'm depositing now. You know, just like a, there's this weird kind of like camaraderie teamwork thing that I found like very interesting. Yeah, that was my thought. My thought is that I do think that glasses Charlie slash new hottie is looking sharp. But I did write down that he always looks like he's going to cry, um, <laughs> which, you know, it, it doesn't Im- immediately take you out of the running for being a hottie. But mm-hmm. he did just like look very nervous, which makes sense because like I would be extremely nervous in the situation as well. But, you know, I, it's just so hard not to compare him to the mm. OG hottie, you know, know. And it's that hard. confidence. It's the like, OG hottie was unflappable. It's apples Unflap- and oranges. And I it will is, say... Yeah. An emotional man does fall within my type. So uh, perhaps I'm putting too much of my bias on it. Um, but again, I'll, I'll just that. leave it there. I'll leave it there. We'll see. We'll see where the show takes us. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm open to it. OK, I, that's all I ask. Well, so <laughs> while too. this. Oh, see, thank God, because I just need everyone to keep an open mind. OK, I don't want to push mean, you guys into any corner, but hands down. Out of any character, I think he's got the best hairstyle. Well, that's yeah. not I mean, a hard I think contest we can, yeah, to Yeah, I think win. that we can all agree on <laughs> well, that. Second to Roy Bullcut. No. No. Yes. No, Steve, <laughs> no. you're on an island on your that own on this one. That is so... It's just, it takes courage and guts to just rock that. You have to really know who you are and be comfortable with yourself to have that kind of like, haircut. The bullcut is not like straight across, I noticed. It like dips down in the middle in this way that... Uh, it just, I just don't understand. That's when he's like upset that it kind of dips down a little bit. Yeah, because he's <laughs> up here flattening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, gets, it changes shape as his, uh, as he touches his head. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. I love it. Well, okay. Well, and that's fine, Steve. That's that's fine. I'll let you have your opinion, okay? But okay, um, thanks. I I won't. I I cannot. I cannot consider that for myself. Okay, I want to. If anyone listening feels like they like Roy Roy Bullcut's bowl cut, please call in <laughs> to our hotline. Oh wow, call the calls are Steve, give empty your phone number. right now. Two one three. Text Steve. Yeah. Text Steve. Reply yeah. Steve. Bullcut. Oh my gosh. Well, so Roy Bullcut and Glasses Charlie are scheming because they need people to lose trust in Darth's father. And here's where they talk about bringing the detective in. And we'll learn a little bit more about that later. Um, but Okay, I miss them talking about bringing the detective in because uh, later in when we, I mean, I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, mm-hmm. but I was extremely confused at the part with the detective. <laughs> like, who is this? I was, well, I remember who it was, but I was like. What is Roy talking about? Like I was like, mm. and we'll get, we'll get, we'll get to yeah. this. But I, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. understand. <clears throat> okay, uh, yeah. So Darth Father is mad at um, a Joker. Surprise, surprise. Because um, he's always mad at him. Um, but he's <laughs> yeah. And when that's happening, Puppy comes in to talk to Darth Father, who tries to get him to study abroad. But Puppy is like, no, no, no. I want to know what happened between you and Roy Bullcut, and I know you did something bad. Um, but Darth father refuses to tell puppy and he's like, well, I just don't want you to 
lead a useless life, like working at this bar or whatever. And Puppy says in a very dramatic voice, he's like, well, I don't want to live a life like yours. Mm-hmm. Which good Stand for respect, Puppy. Yeah. Puppy is no longer a puppy. Yeah. What was your, what, what did puppy, you want to call him? I feel like oh, yeah. not only in his confrontation with Joker in the hallway on his way to meeting, you know, his father. Like, he's just proving that, you know what? He's not a puppy anymore. He's like a wolf. <gasps> Ooh, wolf. a wolf. He is sure of himself. He knows how to defend and stand up for himself. He knows his own self-worth and value. I'm like, wow. For him to say these kind of things, I feel like, I mean, even, in, especially in Korean, it's like, it's like, that's confrontational. That's mm. like, especially to, to an elder, it's like, that's like basically like a middle finger, you know? Oh, yeah, but wow. he is mm-hmm. he is breaking that cycle and we love to see it. Yeah, we love to see it. That's, you know, yeah, absolutely. I was like, respect. I started yes. clapping, standing up. Standing, tens, tens from us. Mm-hmm. Tens across the board. Yes. I wonder where he gets it from. Where does he learn to stand up for himself? Huh. I, I don't know. Well, while we ponder that question, um, Wolf... <laughs> Wolf goes to see Emily. <laughs> Wolf goes to see Emily, and Emily tells him that yes, she likes Roy Bullcut. Oh, he and turns into a puppy again when, when it comes to Emily. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, so uh, puppy is told that Emily he's a likes wolf pup. Wolf pup. Oh, okay. you know, he's like he's he's getting there, but he's not he's not quite there yet. He can still get distracted. Yeah. Yes. By he's a little Emily. feral, but can still be domesticated. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit feral. That's you can what people bribe him with some treats, me. some little nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> well, she also like very bluntly says that she knows that puppy likes her, um, and tells him that if calls he, him out. yeah, he really calls him out Oof. and says if he really wants her, he should take over Jenga. But then she's like, just kidding. But is she? Uh, right? Mind games. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I feel bad for puppy here. It's like, he's speechless. And I would be too. I'm like, oh, but what are we doing here? I don't, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like a little rude, but that's what we know and love Emily for, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, guess I don't you... really like that about her, yeah. but I know that about her. <laughs> I yeah. guess that's how puppy can't like quite break the cycle completely because he's still attracted to like, um, People who are like a little manipulative to him. I mean, question though, there was that part where she says, you know, the re- whole reason I became a, I became friends with you is because I thought you'd be a valuable asset to me right. because you're, come, you come from a rich family. Now, when she says that, do we believe that she really feels that way still? Or is she just saying that now because they have established trust and a deeper kinship? I think the latter would be my vote. Yeah, I think that yeah. Emily's not like a total monster. I think yeah. that she is like she she does see the value in her friendship with Puppy, but mm-hmm. I do think that she and I think that this is uh, uh this is just like sometimes part of part of being young is like she's like, "Oh, I know you have a crush on me, but, you know, I like somebody else, but I still like the attention and I do like you as a friend, but, you know, the Feeling is a bit complex. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's a little the a useful way of interpreting, you know, speak your truth. It's like, yeah, she speaks it, but there's also context in how you can handle it better and consider the other person a little bit better in yeah. speaking your truth as well. Yeah. She's young. She's young uh, and not very nice. <laughs> um, well, meanwhile, at Donbam, two 
I think Americans, two white people, come in. Oh, my God. This I thought was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, because everyone's like, Tony, oh, talk God. to them. And Tony's like, I had told you multiple times that I cannot speak English. Goon, yeah, while, while Goon had, is hiding behind the glass door. Like, yes. I don't know English. No. I, had, I had two problems with this scene. First of all, for the white people who were in the scene, I was like, you guys are in Korea and you you are not at all trying to speak in Korea. You're not even saying like, hey, does anybody speak English here? Yeah. Like you're just like speaking in English. And I was like, it's just like such a stereotype of America. And I find it in- extremely rude. Uh, yeah, I think with was their accent. I don't think their accent was even American. If I recall, they oh, always I pull. thought they were, but could oh. have been not. I need to rewatch it, but Korean dramas tend to have this weird, I don't know what the Korean central casting system is, but it's like, it's always these like white people who look very Norwegian, mm. like area based, like pale blonde and, and like, just like always terrible acting. It's just, they, they don't fit into the world. <laughs> they always stand yeah. out for some reason. It's like, yeah. you just got inserted or shoehorned into this scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, so then they're like, Tony, you got to study English, which Tony's like, okay, I guess. But it's also like, why don't, why doesn't anyone else study English? Tony right, already knows a, two languages. Tony already knows two languages. And he said during his interview, they were like, oh, do you speak English? And he was like, no, I don't. I'm Korean. And it, I, I was just like, I just feel for Tony so much. I'm like, mm-hmm. Tony, you don't need to justify yourself to anybody here. It's the yeah. assumptions we make as a society. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yep. And but you know what though? He did he did say he's only been in a, in Korea for a year. And for that amount of time, his Korean is amazing. But his his parents speak Korean, right? Because he said he was in Guinea, which is why his French is great. Um, oh. And he like I think his So is he half Korean? Wait, how I does got, that work? I got the I thought that his parents spoke Korean at home and then he spoke French at school and with his friends in Guinea. So when he moved back to Korea, he those were the two languages he could speak. Mm. I just assumed that he was not uncultured swine like myself and could only speak one language. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, he, spe- he, he was living in Guinea where they speak French. And either in either maybe he grew up in Korea or he um, his parents speak Korean at home or even just like in preparation for maybe he grew up in Guinea speaking French and then his family was like, okay, we're going to move to Korea. Uh, and he was like, okay, I'll learn Korean. But he says he's Korean. Right, right, right. He's a Korean citizen. Or, uh, right, right. Or what? Uh, you know what? I'm sure we'll have, I, I'm looking forward to the whole backstory episode. I really hope we get a flashback Tony. from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I do too. And you know what? I hope that the whole dang staff lays off of him. Because- yes. Well, it's funny that everyone's like deathly afraid of uh, Emily from like, they don't want, they, they want to keep him, but they're like hiding from Emily because <laughs> they don't want her to find out that he doesn't speak English. Right. You know? But he, she knows because he said it during the interview. He was like, I don't speak English <laughs> because they, during the interview, they were like, oh, it would be good to have another English speaker here for when Emily's not here. And he was like, oh no, I don't speak English. You know, he said yeah. it in the interview. I'm just like, why do you guys keep thinking that he speaks English? You know, you guys, un- one of you guys should learn English if you want somebody to learn yeah. English. Yeah. Unfortunately, this scene is just all too real for so many foreigners living in Japan or Korea. It's like you could be with somebody who looks white, 
or black or non-Asian, and their Japanese or Korean ability may be way better than, for example, me who does look Asian and, and, and from the area. But then they keep looking at me. This happens to me and my friends multiple times. Like, like I'm, I suck at, uh, like, well, in Japan at least. Like, I'm not this Jap- native Japanese speaker here. And they keep looking at me. But then, like, my friend who's, like, black or white is, like, way better Japanese. I don't know. It's yeah. just some people's minds can't process these things. And uh, I guess it takes time. Yeah. Well, I hope we learn more about him. Peel back the onion that is Tony. Um, mm. but love Tony. Love Tony. But we leave him for now because Roy Bolcut is on another mission and Emily insists on joining him. So, oh, wait. oh yes. Sorry. I just wanted to put it really quick. I noticed um what I I think was product placement, but I'm not positive because right before Emily leaves Donbom, <gasps> I'm skipping yes. ahead. But she pulls out a benefit Benetint lip and cheek stain, um which uh I don't know if it's still popular, but it used to be very a very popular product. Um, is this like Jinko she- jeans and Lee pipes coming back? Uh, it's not. It's not that far back. It's not like nineties, early two thousands. It's like um, uh, let's see, what year is this now? Twenty twenty one. So I would put this like, yeah, like I don't know, twenty fifteen. <laughs> that it was really popular. Oh, hmm. Um. But yeah, it was just like, it really looked like product placement to me. It did. It was really random. And they spent a lot of time on the lipstick where you're like, what does this have to do with anything? Oh, nothing? Okay. I totally missed all that. But clearly I'm not in the target audience. No, it's okay. I mean, it really didn't. You know, it was just like weird (laughs) that it was so long. Hmm. But so Emily is like fully tinted and ready to go when she gets on this fully bus tinted. with Roy Bolcut, who tells her his whole life story, including the bloody tear. We get a flashback to that. Oh, really wish God. that. Really, really wish they wouldn't have done that. Gets yeah. me every time. <laughs> I just start, God is upsetting. I feel my eyeballs just like yes. vibrating. Oh, yeah. Well, they they make it all the way to the detective, and the detective is like super upset. He asks Roy Bolcut for forgiveness, and like. Wants to do whatever it takes to make him stop coming. But Roy Bullcut is like, (laughs) okay, what I want you to do is to turn yourself in and come clean. Which sacrifices his, like, daughter's livelihood. Right, like, okay, wait. Hey, okay, so this is where the wheels start coming off for me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I must have missed something somewhere. Um, But so so he's a detective. And then he, like, it, it looked like from the flashback, he retired or he quit because his boss was like, um, like being, uh, being like, uh, noble or doing the right thing is not going to get you anywhere here. Yes. Um, don't you have a one month old daughter or don't you have like a one year old daughter mm-hmm. that you're taking care of? And then he becomes the food supplier. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. So I think he quits because, or he, so remember how, um, Darth father blames a gardener for the death. I think so. The detective was like, I don't think it was the gardener because he wasn't like working that day. And like we don't he had like evidence that said that it wasn't the gardener and pointed more towards um, the Joker. But his supervisor was like, no, 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 we've been paid off, you see, and you cannot do this. Um, Not in those words, but uh, and then paid into the police union and paid our dues. So they have Jenga company. Yes. So I think 
probably um, either uh, the detective gets fired for making a little bit of waves, but not too much, or he quits on moral grounds and becomes a farmer. No, I was like, <laughs> it was very. There's a big jump to make here. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 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 I don't. And then I mean... also, also, he was like, he was like, said, Roy said something to imply that, like, it, to me at least, that this was like a cold case that needed to be reopened. And I was like, wasn't the gardener already convicted of this? Yes. I think I understand because he's saying, okay. so Roy Bullcutt and Glasses Charlie know that they have to erode the trust in Darth Father's ability to run a business in order to get him taken down by the board, um, the board right. of stockholders. So I think they're going to um, leak this story to the media to be like, look at how bad Darth Father is. He like blamed this innocent gardener, made him go to jail while his idiot son walked free. Um, right. And then the public confidence in the company is going to go down so that maybe they'll have to, the stockholders will have no choice but to replace Darth Father. Or maybe even at best, uh, Darth Father gets convicted for these kind of bribery and corruption uh, charges or something mm. like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think right, it's to take him down. Right, because Roy's like, Roy said something about the cop testifying against Joker. But then, like, I was like unclear. I was unclear on if the cop was going to go to jail for like participating in this like scheme. Because mm. it seemed like it seemed That's like true. the stakes were so high for him, and he was like really worried about his daughter. And I was like, okay, so is Roy saying that like, hey, cop, um, you feel that you owe me so much. So since you feel like you owe me so much, you need to turn yourself in as a corrupt cop. So that we can break open this story about how, uh, about how Darth Father, uh, paid off you and your police chief to let his son walk free and to convict this innocent man, uh, yeah. So yeah, Detective O is, is that definitely, true? Or he, he's definitely implicated in yeah. this. He knows. He right, knows that okay. if he comes clean, then that's you know he's gonna serve time. He's worried about his daughter. Who's going to take care of his daughter? You know, um, all that. Yeah. But like, also, I'm like, how much time would you guys even have to serve? Because Roy only served three years for attempted murder. Probably like a weekend. Yeah. But you know how far behind your daughter could get on like the tutoring and after school mm. programs from a mm. week of not supervising her? Un unbelievable. I, yeah, no, yeah, that'll, ru don't. that'll ruin her college entrance exam chances. Yeah. And we know as uh, Sua, what's her face? Lindsay Lohan. Mm -hmm. She made the crazy run from one end of town to the other just to make that entrance exam. Mm -hmm. It's important. It's an impo the single most important day in your life, they say. Yeah. Is it like similar to the ACT, SAT? Yeah. Exactly. Or you can't retake it? Yeah. Something like that. Well, I mean, you could retake it, but you know. You don't want to have to. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to waste a year of your life just like studying for this exam that you should have been over with Ooh, too much stress so, so stressful much. yeah stressful well, for the kids and the parents yes and it's so unnecessary it really isn't well the other big thing to happen in this trip is that emily sees 
um, a scar on Roy Bullcut and in that moment gets very emotional and decides that she loves him <laughs> and will kill whoever messes with him. Oh, which is I'm not on board. I'm not I'm on board not. either. Oh god. She like goes from zero to sixty in a second. She's like I mean I, I thought at first that she was having like a very introspective moment because she's like she's like looking at the scars and she starts crying and she was like, it must have been hard to be alone or whatever. And I thought that she was like reflecting on her own aloneness since her mom kicked her out of the house. And mm. then she was like, I love Roy. And I was like, no, 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 no it no, must no, be no. love. You were so close to <laughs> this is what they talk about yeah. in the books that I've read about. Ah. Uh... It's like, no, it's like uh, a very kind of almost clinical way to approach human emotions and your feelings and be like, this is what it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, I, I can feel some level of sympathy. It's like, ah, uh, you know what? Even if you're not a sociopath at age 20 or 21 or whatever, like you were just all over. I, at least I was all over yeah. the place. I don't know yeah. if I could really even say that I was really, you know, much better. <laughs> no, that's true. Like any, in, when you're that age, like any emotion, you're like, is this love? Am I in love? <laughs> yeah. It like, must be. Yeah, for it must sure. Be. Like, girl, yeah. you're hungry. Like, go eat a pizza. Yeah. You're fine. Take a nap. <laughs> you're tired. You're <laughs> yeah. not in love. Yeah. Yeah. Or in this case, I'm like, maybe that you feel sad because you, you know, you don't live with your mom anymore and you feel lonely. And that's yeah. okay. That's totally okay. Yeah. Mm. But she's like, is this love? No. <gasps> it must be. It must have been love. I hope it's over for them soon. God, I hope so too. So the like, so they come back, and then the last big thing is that the Don Bomb, the building that Don Bomb is in, has a new owner, and he wants to he wants the Don Bomb to move out after their contract runs out. Um, and Lindsay is there, gives a little bit of co- contract help, but says you have to like make nice with the new building owner, basically. So Roy- and I just wanted, uh, sorry, I no, just please. wanted to say that like. There, I remember there being a scene similar to this or maybe a whole episode similar to this in Secret Garden where they were doing some sort of like business <gasps> transaction. The loan. We, oh, the loan. And we were all so bored and we were like, what is happening here? And I just wanted to say Secret Garden, this is how you do a business transaction scene right because they set the stage. There was a little bit of boring chit chat that I was like, I don't understand this, but I don't, you know, I'm not a business owner. But then, okay, so that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> so then we find out that the new building owner is none other than Darth Father. The, the, the music cue is like a straight out of a horror scene as he yes. slowly oh turns God. around in his they freaking- They went full Marvel movie on this. Oh, they yes. really did. It was like a Marvel movie. Oh, like my slow God. motion. Dun, 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 dun. But it got uh, me. I was like, ah. <laughs> I was, I was like, holy shit. Hold on, and hold on. I don't think that I knew that we knew what his name was. Darth Fathers? Well, I yeah, sure don't. His, his name is Chang Dehi, and it's written over his desk as like Chairman oh, Chang Dehi. Oh. But I'm like, hold on. One, Sua, a.k.a. Lindsay Lohan, she seems to just take one glance at this contract and be like, oh, you're, you guys are fine. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you read through all that just by looking at it? Fine, whatever. We'll just say you're 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 well versed in this world. Willful so suspension of disbelief. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, you're you know you've seen a do- you've seen a dozen of these contracts. You know you're, you're you know 
But in the contract, wouldn't there be somebody's name on there? Mm. Wouldn't you know oh, yeah. who's on the damn mm-hmm. lease agreement? Well, I would maybe, but my guess is that it's some kind of shell corporation. Um, okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Maybe. Okay. Well, obviously, you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I gotta wait. I gotta, I gotta pump the brakes for a second because <laughs> if it's freaking Darth Father's freaking plan to have Roy Bolcut call him anyway, like. Why? Why play these suspenseful games? It's like because <laughs> that's our whole thing. He Roy loves... has like a seven-year, fifteen-year right. plan. Yeah. Well, okay, you're right. Darth Father loves the game as we as we see him playing with the uh, director. What's her name? Park Kang. 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 Director Kang. He likes to play games, um, and he just wanted that kind of you know. This was like a microcosm of revenge, except his plan was just like yeah. a one-week plan. And you know what? I really thought afterwards, I was like, should have seen this coming. Like, this guy's rich <laughs> as fuck. Like, of right, course, he's going to buy, buy the building uh-huh. that he's renting so that he can either super hike up the rent and recoup some of the money that he that uh, that like, like take some of the money, you know, that that uh, Roy is earning from the stocks or B to do what he is doing, which is to kick him out. Mm hmm. This is called gentrification. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, I just wanted to say another thing. Um, I, 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 when Puppy was in, or when Wolf Pup was in with, uh, with Darth Father, um, way earlier in the episode, and Darth Father was like a guppy that, or he wasn't saying guppy; he was saying some other kind of fish. A fish that grows in a fishbowl can only get as big as your hand, but a fish that grows in a creek can get to be like meters long. And then wolf pup was like, uh, like Don bomb is not a fit uh, is not a fishbowl or something. I was mm. like, I was like, that was really, I liked that a lot. That's dedicated. That's a dedicated employee. Yeah. Just but like yeah. stick it to your own parents. <laughs> Wolf pup really messed up. I think because he also told Darth father not to mm-hmm. underestimate, Yep. Roy Bullcut, mm. and maybe that led to the purchase of the land, yep, the building. Yep. We did see been. that kind of play action happening where it's like the whole time everything's being set up as like fakes and mirages and, and you want, you know, uh, your opponent to think that you're weak so you can catch them off guard. And yeah. unwittingly, Wolf Pub kind of just yapped a little bit too much and uh, put Tanbam on the radar even mm-hmm. stronger for um, Changa to take over. What an episode. What an episode. Mm. So much happened. They, they, you know, they, they get busy, these writers. They do. They get busy. They do. Oh. Let's see. In the preview, what happens? I don't know. I always oh, never I, watch it. I always watch it. because I watched it, but I don't remember. All I remember is uh, Roy Bolcut rips off. Uh, Jojo's name oh, yeah. tag is like throws it down and he's like you don't deserve to be a manager well right. remember in the very first episode she's like my boss tells me that if I want to kill myself I should just kill myself and the boss is yeah. Roy Bullcut so right. that still has Ooh. to happen yeah you're right, right. You're right so then that first episode is still in the future of this timeline that we're watching yeah right my god um but you know what? It all just goes to show it is damn hard 
to run a restaurant pub in Itaewon. Yeah. Oh my gosh, probably anywhere. I mean, I've seen some yeah, previews for a restaurant rescue or whatever it's called, bar rescue. That's true. Looks very hard. Hospitality is no joke. No tip joke. your waiters, tip your bartenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 20% for good service. Mm-hmm. Tip generously. 15% is like if you were born in 1950. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no shade on people born then, but just, you know, inflation's gone <laughs> Dad, up. Come on, you know. Are you paying attention? Mr. Come Cooper, on. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not calling out Mr. Cooper. We love you. <laughs> He's a good tipper. Yeah. All right. Any any other final thoughts? I'll take that a as a need? yes, and I'm going to wait five more minutes. Oh, good. <laughs> Something might come. Something might come. Well, um, we might just cut to uh, next week then, <gasps> where we go over just the difficulties of running a restaurant. Mm-hmm. In our anywhere. podcast, Hospitality News. Hospitality News. Check out our We've got podcast. a lot of spinoffs coming down mm-hmm. the pipeline. A lot of spinoffs. So We're just... like the Marvel Universe of podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marvel mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe. The Korean drama podcast, Cinematic Universe, where we explore all of the inanities of, <laughs> of, of the subjects. Yep, yep. All right. With that. That is the other song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Steve, I'm oh, so happy yeah. for you that you remembered it. That's about it. Oh, it was God. beautiful. I loved it. See you guys next week. <laughs> you make me Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue. And our executive producers are Will Choi, Phil Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod. And if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck Podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.